0: Welcome to the show. Appreciate you being on. Very excited to have you because Costa Rica, as you know, possibly has been chosen the number one place for expats this year with International Living. Are you familiar with that magazine? Yes. Oh, perfect. Because I subscribe to it. I'm not advertising for it. I just subscribe to it, and I'm always this is kind of what got the show going because a lot of what they say seems to be a little Pollyanna. There's not a whole lot of details about anything yeah. that could be a. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, good, we'll talk about some of the struggles, but I don't, I don't want to start negative Let's talk about the most important thing, which is, you know, what got you to move You were disenchanted with the United States and some of the political direction And then financially there was a benefit And mm-hmm. you fit places and said, looks like Costa Rica would be the best fit for us
1: yeah, yeah, it's a fit We don't know some of the places we haven't been Might be a better fit, but for we're here, we like it It's been good to us, right?
0: You haven't been there long, but you arrived in the middle of 2015 in June in the summer. So how long did it take for you reading International Living and this type of thing to make the decision that you're going to move to Costa
1: Rica? Probably from late 2012. I in early 2013 to take a tour, researched several online, and this one came highly recommended. And it was George Lundquist's tour here in the Central Valley area called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and he took us,
1: you know, four days, three nights, and went to San Ramon and over here on the other side of the Central Valley to the Pier Skull area. And we had many opportunities to visit with other people who had already made the move.
0: Okay, so it's an expat tour. It's kind of a tour, I guess, designed for you to figure out if it's somewhere you might want to live. Yes. Okay, it's not like a, a vacation type deal. How did you find it? Was it in international living?
1: I believe so, and also through um, Google search for tours. And we didn't want something like, oh, maybe a caravan tour that was geared toward vacationers or or tourists. We wanted to see more of what's real here. Because if you're going to move to a place, it's not going to be the touristy stuff.
0: Sure. Okay. The expats that you met, were they mostly from the USA or from the UK, or where, where all were they from?
1: the majority from the united states and canada
0: okay canada all right and i know they suggest that reading that i've done that you rent first did y'all do that yes. or okay no, so are you still doing that actually did you... and
1: it it is advisable if i was going to speak to anybody now i'd say be sure to rent um we when we were here on Georgia's tour we stayed an extra 9 days and toured the country That's when I determined that I could not live at the coast because of the heat and humidity. Coming from Oregon and Washington, it's fairly dry. We don't have a lot of humid days there. And by 7.30 in the morning, it looked like somebody had poured a bucket down my face.
0: I can't stand it. All right, so did you find a place that wasn't humid?
1: Yes. The mountains were about 3,300 feet. We have gorgeous views all around. There's... A cool breeze, and it's around 75. The most we've seen it here is 85. The lowest we've seen at night is 62. We have no heat, we have no air conditioning, and we don't need it.
0: Okay, and I think it's skipped. What city did you say you were in?
1: We're in Grifo Alto, which is in the province of Puriscal, in the mountains.
0: Was this a place that you went on the Good, Bad, and Ugly tour, took you to, or just one you happened to find after that?
1: It's it's nearby and it was at that point that uh the, that George showed us lot that a Canadian couple had to sell. The lot has a almost three hundred degree view of mountains, the Gulf of Nicoya and the Central Valley. And we thought, well we nice. just buy it. Why not?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you did not rent. You got you went ahead and buy it. No. That kinda of makes sense. So um so why would you advise people to rent if they're going? Just because of the temperature, or just are you are you not happy where you are, or what would be the reason? Well,
1: there's a, a number of Facebook groups, gringos and expats and all that, that we have seen the people that want to move, mostly from the U.S. and, and Canada. They want to all go to the beach. Mm-hmm. I don't know that if you go to the beach, you've got one beach to look at, it's hot, your electric bills are going to be sky high and you got the beach that's it they need to rent there to make sure that that one beach that they're going to live at is the beach they want to spend their life at where we are we're within an hour to an hour and a half drive of forty beaches
0: nice <laughs>
1: you know so you don't like Doña Ana where the monkeys are and you go down to Eradora or Bejuco or something like that unless you are here and see when we did the tour we knew that the temperature in this area would be the best for me.
0: Hmm. So, do you have in that area? Uh, is it real developed? I mean, do you have a lot of places to go and shopping and restaurants and that type of thing?
1: Well, we're probably equidistant from San Jose and the, the Pacific Ocean.
0: Oh, okay, all right.
1: As the crow flies, maybe fifteen, twenty miles. As you drive Costa Rica roads, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. it's an hour. <laughs> Okay, so you've been there. Now, this will be coming up on your third year in the summer. Yes. Are you glad you made the move?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. You plan on staying there, I take it.
1: We had a Christmas tree farm in Dallas, Oregon. Mm -hmm. A 50-acre Christmas tree farm. And we ended up Mm -hmm. selling that. It closed in March. In February, we shipped our stuff in a container to come down here Mm -hmm. and we had we have a fairly large parcel it's about an acre and on the lower portion of it we had built remotely using George as our local person a cabina or casita two bedroom two bath 1200 square feet and we moved into that with our furniture
0: and this land that the canadians sold you you had to build on it right it wasn't yes. or there wasn't a, yes oh wow it was
1: just what was that like full of um ants and weeds
0: <laughs> some places that you know they're not very um you got to be really patient with builders and stuff and uh, some of the places i've read about what what was your experience like getting a house built in Costa Rica
1: well we happen to have an excellent experience in this development which was a coffee plantation they cut lots into the hillside and there's ten lots here. And three others had already been built previously. So we were able to see construction method and talk to the contractor. And the contractor lives right down the street from us. His oh. cousin was our architect and he mm-hmm. came highly recommended. We had absolutely no problems and we've now built two houses here. We rent the casita and we live in the house that's just up the hill from it and he did both houses mm-hmm. and there are no problems.
0: So now you have you have a job over there. You're you're renting, you're a landlord.
1: Yes, which I I don't want to be. I want to sell that <laughs> casita, but I haven't given it much effort yet.
0: Uh, do you do it like a DRBO RBO short-term type thing or is it yearly leases?
1: Well, we actually have uh long-term renters in there.
0: Okay. All right. So yeah, that's not a lot. You don't have to deal with that too much, I hope. Um yeah, so you decided to leave the United States and one of the things that they rarely talk about if ever in international living, it's always piqued my curiosity. You mentioned in your email to me that you moved some stuff to your daughter's house. Uh, Tell me about um, any situation with seeing your family and what they thought about it when you said, I'm going to uproot and move to Costa Rica.
1: Well, at first It was very difficult. We have uh, five kids between my husband and myself in a blended family, but they're all adults and live in different parts. Uh, Some are in Oregon, some are in North Dakota. Um, And our daughter in in Washington has always been closer to us uh, physically and also from a family standpoint. And it, it was hard for her to understand. But as I explained to her, she has her husband's mother that lives in an apartment in their house and and helps with the kids. I was working. I worked up until the month before we left and I didn't feel comfortable moving up there and also helping with the grandkids and and making Kay feel bad. That's the mother-in-law's name. Making Kay feel bad that we were trying to take over what she lives for. <laughs> All
0: right, that makes sense. I,
1: you know, I, when I worked, I could go up on Saturday, and I have to come home on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I'd have basically an afternoon and a morning with the kids, and then I'd have to go home because I always worked. Here, we've been able to go back. In our first 18 months, we went to, back to the U.S. seven times. We, one Ooh. one time, we stayed seven weeks. Mm. So we're thinking so that, that we're uh, able to give them more the fl- quality time.
0: Uh, yeah, are the flights easy and and uh, are they reasonably priced?
1: When you watch for fares, yes.
0: So Okay, so not too much trouble to get back and forth. And uh-uh. what, what about residency or visas and all that kind of stuff? How, how hard is that or easy to do to go back and stay seven weeks or do whatever you want?
1: No visa required for an, a U.S. citizen to return to the U.S. from Costa Rica. There is for Costa Ricans going to the U.S., but not for us. All we did was show our passport.
0: Do you have a visa? Are you a citizen?
1: Um, we have a temporary residence called a cedula, and that was one of the first things we applied for when we came here. It allows us to avoid the visitor immigration when we return at the airport and go in through the citizen's immigration. And it, nice. it, it means that we don't have to leave every 90 days.
0: Did you get an attorney to help you with all that stuff?
1: Oh, Absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. They, they definitely recommend that. I kind of thought I wouldn't have a clue how to do it otherwise, right? W- were the kids maybe a little excited you were going to be in a nice place they could come visit?
1: Yeah, they have been down uh, several times. And we've gone to the Monkey Beach and, and the waterfalls and the regular beach. And they're the kind of kids that are 7 and 10. When you get them in a swimming pool, they don't want to get out. So they don't care hmm. where they go.
0: But, yeah, they've been <laughs> down in
1: the winter months. Up there.
0: Okay. I know you didn't go over there for necessarily for financial reasons, but you've seen financial benefit that International Living talks about a lot. Yes. You know, that it's just so yes. cheaper than it would be or less expensive than it is in the United States. Have you found that to be completely true?
1: Not completely true, no. I'll tell you what's expensive. What's expensive are food items. For example, if you like Cheetos, they have Cheetos. Mm-hmm but you might pay $6 in conversion, $6 a bag. Wow. If you have to have U.S. kind of food, yes, it's expensive. Some of the restaurants can be as much as in the U.S. However, if you go with what the Costa Ricans eat, and you go to the feria, which is the produce market, they have once a week, in all these little towns, you get a head of lettuce for 30 cents. You can get wow. a head of broccoli for maybe 45 cents. That kind hmm. of stuff. If you, if you go the Costa Rican way, you can save money. The other aspect of that is that depending on where you live, electricity can be high. Here it is not because we don't have any air conditioner. All we use is, you know, computer and lights. But if you live at the coast, you can expect to pay a couple hundred dollars a month in electric bills.
0: Because hmm. you're
1: running your air conditioner. And that's not cheap. Gasoline is expensive.
0: Do you drive there a lot?
1: We drive, yes. We're Americans. We're glued to our
0: cars. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, a lot of these places they talk about you don't need a car, but I thought, "Ah, okay. You said you were going to – Well, you can get by.
1: They have a very good bus system, but we choose Mm -hmm. to want to go when we want to go in our car.
0: If you uproot and go to the coast and you have a car –
1: Hmm.
0: Is it really going to be much difference financially for somebody than being here?
1: Depending on how much you use the car. Your utility will be more.
0: What about the real estate, like building a home?
1: There are are lots that are in a valley that you have no view Mm -hmm. and that are hot. Mm -hmm. There are lots that are on the ridge where you can see the ocean. So some can be very expensive.
0: Just like the United States.
1: (laughs) It is. It's just where you want to be.
0: Well, it's not sounding much different as far as the finances go, which is their big pitch. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you act like you can retire early and head on down there, but that well, doesn't sound Well, When
1: we look at some of the things that are a savings, our property taxes, and this is an acre lot with two houses, this year mm-hmm. was 129,000 colonies, which translates to roughly $235 a year. No, okay, you don't pay taxes bad. like that anywhere in the U.S.
0: Oh no, no, you no. don't. What about taxes on your income? You still work. Do they um, do they tax you on that, or is the United States ta- how does that work? Uh,
1: the the work that I do for the insurance agency that I used to be at is all U.S. based, so I have no income in Costa Rica, so there's nothing to be taxed. Okay, I get taxed by good old Uncle Sam, but not of here. Of course.
0: He wants his cut. Well, of course. So, if, like <laughs> um, 401K, pension, Social Security type stuff, the United States tax it. Does Costa Rica tax it?
1: They may for their citizens. I d- they don't us. Uh.
0: Okay. So, expats. You know, so, some of these, like Portugal has a 10-year deal. Uh, Bel- Belize has zero. You know, it's all different. I don't remember Mm -hmm. what Costa Rica was. So an expat that moves to Costa Rica is getting Social Security checks is not going to be taxed by Costa Rica, just by the United States.
1: That's correct. Does that
0: sound right? That's awesome. Mm
1: -hmm. That's correct.
0: What about taxes on food and stuff there?
1: There's a 13% tax, but as with most Mm -hmm. Latin cultures, cash Mm -hmm. Mm speaks. So if you pay cash for something, everything's descuento. It's discounted because they don't pay the tax Uh on it.
0: So these markets, can you use a credit card?
1: Yes. You can use a debit really? card, credit card.
0: That's nice. Okay.
1: And right now that's good because the US dollar is very strong to the Costa Rican colony. So that mm-hmm. we can get a better exchange rate if we use our cards or debit cards.
0: You go to a restaurant and you say it's the same price as one in the United States or you know, similar. It wouldn't be after you get if you use a, a credit or debit card and get the exchange rate, would it? Or are you talking about it still would be?
1: It, it depends on how much your dinner is. You know, if you're mm-hmm. talking a $10 dinner, even with an exchange rate, it's not going to matter. But if mm-hmm. you're talking a $100 dinner, yeah, I do use my card because then it's probably going to cost me maybe
0: $85. Okay, $85 dinners in Costa Rica, boy. If you were at International Living, you'd think every meal was $10. <laughs> oh
1: no, you can find uh, very expensive restaurants.
0: Okay. Did you take any of their classes? Like they have a, a, you know, a moving overseas and a Costa Rica overseas. Did you take any classes that they offer or anywhere else besides the Good, Bad, Ugly tour?
1: Uh, no, but I did read the books. I got probably four or five books, and mm-hmm. I read the books.
0: And that ended up were they pretty accurate?
1: Pretty much. They become dated though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And some of that you don't realize is is as dated as it is.
0: So you didn't take but, one of their courses, you read the books, uh, um, you read the magazines. How, you you okay, do so know that
1: Costa Rica has government health, right?
0: That's a big deal to people, especially mm-hmm. for retirement. You know, People mm-hmm. think about that, that's going to be one of their biggest expenses. So, yeah, please tell, them, tell us about that.
1: It's called the CAJA, C-A-J-A, the CAJA system. And there's a Costa Rican word for it, Costa Rican, say something like that. When you get your cedula, and I'm talking as an expat, when you get your cedula, you are required to join the caja, And they determine based on a questionnaire that you fill out. That it was really pretty simple how much you're going to pay. Would you like to take a guess how much? My husband who's 74, and I'm 69. How much we pay a month for our CAHA?
0: Let's see. Over here, that would be a lot. So I'm going to go 500 bucks.
1: It's 25 mil, which and with colonies you just double the 25. It's just around 50 dollars a month.
0: 50 dollars for two people?
1: For two people.
0: Wow. Have yeah. you had to use it yet?
1: Yep. A year or so ago, we were over in the other side of the valley in Sartie, which is a little town where there's a lot of craftsmen that make furniture, and we were looking mm-hmm. for a table for our living room, a small table. And we were on one side of the street, and we went to the shops on the other side, and we found a table. And at that time, the road work being done was taking the asphalt down to the base layer. My husband ran across the street, and he tripped on the edge, caught his toe, and went sliding on his face. It ruptured on his forehead, and he he was bleeding, and, and head wounds bleed a lot anyways. The people... Came out of the store, brought a whole roll of paper towels for him to try and stop the bleeding. Someone else called Red Cross, which came, and they used little Toyota trucks with a, a shell on the back for their ambulances. Came and got mm-hmm. him. He gave him first aid. They wanted to take him to the hospital, do some stitches, and get a X-ray done of his head. So they haul off and take him. And then the guy looks at me. He says, "Do you drive?" Well, it's a good thing I do, because <laughs> they <laughs> took him all the way over to Gracia another little town over on that side, took him into the hospital. He was seen by the emergency room. And and these hospitals are busy. They're not first-class hospitals. They're clean, but they're busy. And they stitched him up. They gave him a tetanus, shot. We had to go down the hall to get an X-ray. They do an X-ray. We have to take the X-ray back to the doctor who looks at it in the hall and says everything's fine. If you need pain medicine, just go down to the pharmacy and get it. Well, the line was too long, and he, he was in pain, so we didn't stop there. Zero dollars. Mm-hmm. There's no copay, nothing.
0: Wow. You know, they say in in international living, they, in a lot of these places that the quality is as good as U.S. Would you agree with that? Would you be comfortable with that if you had to have surgery or something? Would you I'm, come back to the United States? I
1: have a, another friend of ours, and he had a knee replacement here. He had checked wow. into it in the U.S., right. and the cost was about half. He did go to a private hospital, and they have some beautiful first-class private hospitals here. You walk uh, in, and you think wow. you're in the U.S. The doctors are mostly okay. trained That's in the I'm U.S. Good. They mostly speak English.
0: Okay, but you you pay per procedure, though, for that deal, or for whatever appointment. You, you don't pay them per if month. You
1: go, yeah, if you go you private, do you don't the... pay per procedure, but not with the caja.
0: Is there a way to get a private monthly like you can here, you know, like pay two hundred bucks a month or something, you got you can go to the private hospital or?
1: Yeah, there's a number of people that advertise expat health insurance here. We personally okay. have not done it.
0: So I assume the guy's knee surgery went well?
1: It did. It marvelous. He said they were so good at the hospital. Physical therapy has been great. You know, with the Caha also because they take all the people in the country that have their cedulas and their families if you need something that's not urgent, you can end up waiting a long time. We have a friend or that needs a hip replacement, and she's been waiting a couple years now.
0: She just doesn't want to pay to go to the private. That's right. She could do that, though, as an option. Otherwise, you Yes, need, she could. You know. Okay, I see. They have basically you know, pretty pretty close to free health care over there. That's nice.
1: Let me give you an example of what our monthly normal bills run, and this is for electricity. We have... Um, a home phone, because it carries our Internet line on it. And the home phone, including the Internet. And we have two cell phones that we you know, recharge to pay. They're not prepaid. they're, they're after, you, know, you have to buy minutes. And let's see what else. Our Caja, the phones, our water. Everything's right around 200 to 250 a
0: month. <laughs> That's pretty good, plus low property tax. And, yeah, our water uh, is around
1: sixteen dollars a month. You know? So when when you asked me before, one of the reasons that we can afford to travel is because our our basic underlying expenses are not nearly as much as they would be if we were in other areas. Mm-hmm. Except Nicaragua is probably cheaper. But I don't want to live there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, how, how did you decide on Costa Rica of all the options that they give you when you look at international living? They go all over the place, Malaysia, Colombia, Portugal, Belize.
1: Belize is too hot. It's, it's a hot and humid place. It's fairly low. It's, Costa Rica is mountainous. Thailand and Malaysia, which they push a lot, entirely different alphabet. Mm-hmm. At least with a Latin American country, Spanish has the same letters we do. And Costa Rica is mm. a Spanish-speaking country, but many of the people here speak English, or a little bit of English, enough for us to get by. My husband was afraid of Panama um, and Nicaragua both because of their previous political history. And Costa Rica has been a democracy for so many years, and they have no military. so
0: Yeah, they're protected by the United States, so if something were to happen, which would, would, would make Mostly, sense, yes. they could. Are you trying to learn the language, or you, yes. you gotten
1: Duolingo on the Internet helps. Being in the mm-hmm. culture itself, having to use it at times helps. And we had a little Tika lady who wanted to see if she could teach, decided that she would get a course, and we had probably eight to ten of us in her class. A couple mornings nice. uh, for six months, she went through all of the basics of Spanish, and then we we review those. But you have to use the language sometimes, so it helps you to retain it at our age.
0: yeah. <laughs> Supposed to be better when you're younger, supposedly.
1: Yes. What an expat will find, unless they're just a hermit, is that there's a large network when you move to a place like we are here. There are no yellow pages. You can't look up something online. There are no addresses. Our legal description for the lot is 300 meters west of the sports field in Grifo Alto.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay,
1: so if I need to get the car repaired, I can ask my Gringo network and my Tika network, the Ticos and Tikas that live right next to us here, where do you go to get your car repaired or painted or I need a plumber? Who do you recommend? A lot of that.
0: Okay, so you are probably socializing a good bit over there with expats or are you kind of more mixing it with the locals?
1: I would have to say that we have more friends here than we ever had in Oregon and Washington, and many of them are mingled with Ticos and Tikas, men and women mm-hmm. from the community. A lot of it are just gringos who speak English. We has a yoga class on Thursday. She's a yoga instructor. There's Tikos there, Tikas, and and gringos.
0: You're talking about expats from the United States and Canada mostly? Is that what yeah, you mean? Uh-huh.
1: Dogs to the river, and it was just gringos. So it varied.
0: So you got dogs over there? Yes. Did you get them there, or did you have them in the United States and bring them over?
1: It's so sad for us Americans here with their dogs because they just let them run everywhere. And we've Uh got two street dogs that we've adopted, and they now are on leashes and in our house.
0: Very nice. Yeah, that's... uh one of the things in several countries with the dogs, a lot of different, you know, letting them loose and there's too many of them, etc. What about any culture shock besides the ones you just mentioned? Anything else kind of just really blow you away? Or you were you like... Hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Driving here. The Ticos okay. the are the nicest people. They'll go out of their way to help you. They're non-confrontational. Mm-hmm. So, as Americans, we have to step back just a little bit. We're used to confronting somebody if something's wrong here you say well how's your family and and you get those things out of the way then you can ask what you want to ask (laughs) but when they get behind the wheel of a car holy cow look out (laughs) motos motorcycles are everywhere and you know that double yellow line down the middle of the road that's for motorcycles doesn't matter if the bus is coming both directions he just ducks between the mirrors and the other thing is that um they don't stop for pedestrians. In Oregon and Washington, you had to stop for a pedestrian,
0: mm-hmm. but they don't.
1: Yeah.
0: They have a lot of accidents there?
1: Yes, especially with motos, because they drive so idiotic. They're on the right side of you, they're on the left side, then they're behind you, then they're in front of you. They pass on a curve, can't see what's coming. It just, it's just, They're nuts. So that mm. has been a culture shock. <laughs> Another thing that, <laughs> that's been more of a shock to us, they have a lot of what they call fuerza policia, They're all over the place. Mm -hmm. But they have nothing to do with traffic. Only the Transito cop is the one that could give you a ticket for going over the yellow line or speeding or whatever. You have an accident, you must stop, no matter if you have 100 cars behind you, until Transito comes and tells you you can move your car. Mm -hmm. So you have Mm -hmm. terrible traffic jams because there's no way around.
0: It used to be like that here. Transito is not in our
1: neighborhood. They have to come up from San Jose or Ciudad Cologne or another city, and it can be 45 minutes to an hour. So if you're Ooh. driving along and nobody's coming and there's a stop sign, eh, nobody's coming. They just go.
0: You basically live on the Autobahn. <laughs> Do whatever well, you want.
1: Pretty much. The only thing wow. is you can't go fast because the roads are so windy.
0: Well, I see. Okay. Are they pretty good roads, bumpy or normal, you yeah, say?
1: no. No, they have some good roads. They, they're toll roads from San Jose that goes out, say, to Punta Arenas, which is in the Gulf of Nicoya. But all kinds of trucks go down there to the port and bring goods back to San Jose. So mm-hmm. in their non-foresight, they built most of it with one lane. Well, you get a loaded truck trying to go uphill with one lane, and you got all these cars behind them. At least they don't have potholes there. Many of the roads on the side have potholes. They're not paved. They may be gravel. They may be concrete. And then they'll start concrete and do about 100 feet, quit. It'll be gravel for maybe 200 feet, and then it'll be concrete again. (laughs) There's no rhyme or reason to how they do their roads.
0: Uh, No, they're driving, it sounds like. That's an interesting culture. I'd have read a little bit about that, about the drivers. Maybe some friends told me they've been there. People that visit really do like it a lot. They don't probably have to drive and do all that kind of thing. Let me go back to the, yeah. you said you had more friends than you ever had in the United States. Would you credit that because you're not working as much, or is it the people are friendly, or you all have something in common with other expats? What is it about, I've heard this in many of these places where expats go, that they end up having a lot more friends. What do you think the biggest reason for that is?
1: My initial thought on that is it's language. When you're in a culture that speaks a different language, even though you're learning it, it's harder to make friends because you don't know how to communicate with them. When you have people that speak your language and they say, well, let's go into San Jose for the day and do some shopping, great. You know, I have the time. I don't have to be to work. I don't have to be home a certain time. We're able to do that. We have more freedom to do that than we did. But see, again, I was working just a month before we left here.
0: Sure. So if you were in the United States and were retired, you don't feel like you would have the same amount of friends, or do you?
1: Oh, no. We'd have a lot less. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, People are much more open to each other here, and mm -hmm. I guess maybe friendly would be the word. When we lived in Dallas, of course, we were on acreage. We knew only two neighbors, nobody else on the street, because nobody talks to anybody. And here it's a very family-oriented culture where people sit out on their front porch and neighbors go by and stop. Well, they may stop their car in the middle of the road, too, to say hello. And you're behind them, and you say, could you at least have pulled over? No, we just stop in the middle of the road and chat for a while, and then they go. (laughs) Okay. It's just a different culture.
0: Different culture. Okay. That's nice. It's good that you've been able to go over there and make friends and have a nice house. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. All right, so let's go uh, back to just real quick about the retirement thing because that's a lot of what I.L. talks about. Did you talk to your – to your? did you have a retirement specialist that told you you can retire now if you go to Costa Rica, or could you have just done that in the United States? No big deal.
1: No, there's no way we could have done it in the U.S. No, based on, on our Social Security.
0: One of the reasons you moved from the United States was financial-based then.
1: Yes, Yes, we like to travel, and with what Social Security pays and the cost of even health insurance, rents, we could not travel like we are. So
0: you go to other countries, or just you talking about traveling back to see your kids?
1: Well, let's see. We went to Mexico in December. Went to Cancun in December. In April, we're going to England.
0: Nice.
1: Um, in May, we're going to go uh, to Portland, Oregon, and then our granddaughter's in a competition in orlando so we'll go to orlando and see that and that's all we have planned mm. yet but there'll be more
0: well does it ever get tiring you know having to get on a plane and travel so much or do you just really enjoy it every time no
1: nah. nah. we read books or huh. we read our candles or sleep or whatever
0: that's great Safety's something i doesn't talk about much either how, how, do you feel real safe there is it uh certain parts you won't go to or what's that like
1: like anywhere, when I lived in Los Angeles, there are parts of Los Angeles I would not go in. There are parts of San Jose I will not go in. There's a different philosophy here when a lot of Americans come and they see the homes that are built right on the road and they all have the bars and grill. That's a whole new concept to Americans. They put the bar windows because you're responsible for your stuff. You can't call uh-huh. the police and say uh, somebody's breaking in. They may come. They may not. It may be. It may not.
0: Wow. You have to go
1: down there That's and make different. a report. So you're responsible for your stuff. And the Nikos build their homes right next to the street. They all have these bars and windows. And a lot of people see that they think, Oh my gosh, there must be a lot of crime. Not so much a lot of crime, it's because you have to protect your own stuff. You can't rely on the police to do it. Like we have been doing for years in the US.
0: What about physical harm, those type of things?
1: You know, if that... I was going to go down there wearing diamond rings and a diamond necklace on the bus or down, I would say, or things like that, I can expect robbed or bombed. But I could also in Los Angeles or San Francisco oh, yeah, or Portland.
0: No doubt.
1: You know, if you're if you're going to show it and flaunt it, then you can expect trouble. For most of us, you know, I wear a watch and I go shopping. In our little town here in Grateful Alto, there's some drugs there is in every town. There are people that bring into cars. You have that almost everywhere, but it's not like it's every day and all the time. Of all of our great contacts, and there must be 40 or 50 of us in this area that we all know each other, only one lady so far has been broken into and they stole her car. But see, she (laughs) told the gal that Either it's her neighbor or works for her who told her friend who had a buddy that she had money in her house to pay her car insurance tomorrow. Well, you really don't go around telling people, hey, i got money in the house. Mm-hmm. If you were in the U.S. and you did that, they break in. Yep. So no, I, I don't all- think that it's any different.
0: Okay. What about um, protection over there? What's the what's the deal with guns over there? Are they obsessed with them like here? They don't have them? They do have them? Say that again? Guns, do they allow guns there?
1: No, do people the have guns them? are illegal. However, in a position like a security guard where they're required to have a gun, they have a course, and they have to pass the course and be certified to have the gun. That doesn't mean that there aren't going to be guns. It just means they aren't right. going to be legal guns. But you can't <laughs> go to a store and buy a gun.
0: No guns, all right. That's a political uh, issue. So, what, what are the politics like over there? Is, is it a big deal? Do you get into discussions about that much, or is it kind of – that's not their thing.
1: Well, because we can't vote. It really doesn't matter a lot. I did talk to a young lady who are helping tutor with her English, and their elections for president are this Sunday. And so she said, Don't be on the road on Sunday. It's going to be crazy around all of these polling places. But they have a bunch of candidates, and, and we equate that to like our primary. If a couple of candidates come up with the majority of the vote, then they'll run off election in a couple months. Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. they have more flags, colorful flags, like a red and a blue flag, meaning this guy. And some signs around, but not a lot. And there are debates on it on TV, but the Spanish is well above my level.
0: But the roads are going to be real crowded. They they participate a lot in the process. Would yeah, you say and, more than and here? and there
1: are still a lot of Ticos who do not drive, so they walk.
0: Okay. Would you say, though, that they participate more over there in politics you know, or voting anyway than we do here?
1: I have no idea. Maybe okay. after this election, because the presidential uh-huh. election's every four years, and we weren't mm-hmm. here for the last one. I will okay. have a better idea.
0: Well, does it affect you much that you would want to vote? I mean, is there's, you know, a lot of, you know, over here it's such a big deal. You know, the president, okay. some like like whoever gets elected, it's the end of the world. You know, it, on both sides. What, what about over there? Is it just? You know, they got a lot of good candidates, and they just, you know, they get one and they're good with it, or they, they fight all the time about it. Some people.
1: Uh, yeah, I was asking Adriana, who's the young lady about that. How do you know who When there's, She said, well, I've been watching the debates, and I've been analyzing them. I said, how do you know that they're honest if what they say they're going to do, they're going to do? She says, well, you really don't know. And I said, just <laughs> Well, it yeah. is. You, you really don't know. They can say anything. You mean it? I don't know.
0: Hmm. Well, the,
1: the, the president does have a term. Uh, I believe he can only serve for four years, and then he can't serve again. So hmm. the current president isn't running for re-election.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, are there, is there anything else that stands out to you from international living and those type of sources that they're not telling people? Good and bad. Just anything that you kind of noticed that they probably should include or, you know, that you were surprised by.
1: And One of the things that I read about at least a little bit, um, and mention of less of the Pollyanna thing, what's real life like? For example, there are sodas here. A soda is a little restaurant. It might be the garage of the house of the lady that prepares the food. It might be her mm-hmm. patio. The soda is where you get the really Costa Rican cooked food. And to impress upon people that you don't want to go to the Outbacks and the Applebee's and the Johnny Rockets and, and all these different name restaurants from the U.S. because you're going to pay an arm and That mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. maybe being more Costa Rican, eating Costa Rican foods, go to the sodas, doing those kind of things, that it is much more affordable.
0: The big question then is, do you like that food? Is it—is it good?
1: Yes. Yes. We've had some excellent chicharrones. And actually, <laughs> in our little town of Alto, we have three pulperias, which are mini-marts. They just have the incidental stuff, and they're small. Across the street from the, the upper... They had the whole pig hanging there from hmm. the rafter out in their driveway, and they were cooking up chicharroni from it. It's not the chicharroni that's Mexican, where it's just pig hmm. skin. This is the whole meat.
0: Mm-hmm. They are hmm.
1: so good. And that's mm-hmm. what no, you sound- get. Maybe no. cost you three whole Dinner plate. And let's so see you, right now. So you're not everything
0: Moving from there. Some people do degree. that.
1: Go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there so are a lot you, of people. So, who do six I'm sorry, months go here and then go back for six months.
0: Go back to the United States? Uh-huh. Why do you think that is?
1: Well, our you friend speak, Charlie.
0: You've got to guess why well, that might be?
1: He's from, yeah, he's from upper New York. He says the summers are beautiful, summer and fall. And then he comes mm-hmm. down here when it's snowing. And, of uh-huh. course, Charlie's 78 years old. And he comes down here, mm-hmm. and he has a local Tico man live in his house while he's gone. Okay. Take care of everything. Sure. Yeah, I was say if
0: you he left, be, <laughs> might get, Everything might be gone. So you did research though with with IL. You looked at other places. I mean, is there anywhere else you think you might look at, or you're gonna uh, just stay in Costa Rica the rest of your life? You think?
1: Well, as you get time under your belt in a country, it becomes more comfortable. You understand mm-hmm. how to do things. It gets more mm-hmm. comfortable. And at our age, we're thinking, well. Are we still adventurous enough to try another country and learn that all over again? (laughs) We looked at Quito, Ecuador, and we looked at uh, Bocas del Toro in Panama. Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing. If we were to go there now, we would be starting all over with Mm -hmm. how do you do this and where do you go to get that and and everything. So we'll be here at least for a while. I got you.
0: Well, you wanna though... I guess if you Quito, you look at Quito, you look at, if you look at places in Panama, you're interested in more of a small town feel than going to some of the major cities, I take it.
1: Absolutely. I would not live in a major city unless I had to.
0: Okay. All right. Well, this has been great. You've been very helpful, very interesting. I appreciate it. And uh, what do you think about the, uh, I'll ask one more question. What do you think about the conversations that go on on Facebook with the expat groups from Costa Rica? Is it? Do you think it's mostly Costa Rica people, or is it some people just sometimes in there commenting to start problems?
1: I get a sense it's both. There are some that are regular on there with replies, and I know they live here. Mm-hmm. But some of the questions, I want to rent a two-bedroom, two-bath on the beach and only want to pay 400 a month. Like, really? <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. It, that's, so what, that's, that's what IL makes you think. Well, Yeah. yeah. But one thing I'd like to leave you with as a comment um, in in Costa Rica and probably with other Latin American countries, mañana does not mean tomorrow. Okay? In Spanish, mañana translates to tomorrow.
0: Correct. But when Mm -hmm. they say
1: mañana to you, it does not mean tomorrow. It may mean tomorrow, the next day, or two weeks from now. It's just when they get to (laughs) it. When
0: they get, yeah, that's one of the, I think, Most of the countries that they cover that there are consistent. If there's one consistent, it's you, you Americans have to learn you know, United States America you have to learn patience because it's not yes. snap snap over there. It's totally yeah, different wherever you time. go there
1: you are. If you are impatient in the US with the way things work, you are going to be doubly impatient here.
0: Mm. That reminds me of one other thing we didn't talk about. Some of the comments in there, people say because they walk a lot and do different things, and the food, the fruit, and whatnot, that they're healthier. Would you say that's been the case for you guys? Yes. Okay.
1: Absolutely. When you go to the grocery store and you have maybe a choice of three dressings instead of a whole shelf full. (laughs) Yes. You know, that's what you do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So
0: are you you walking more?
1: People do walk here.
0: Very nice. What about monkeys over there?
1: Monkeys? They're not at our level. We're a little too high for them. But they really love Oreo cookies. When we go (laughs) down to Dona Ana Beach, there are a bunch Mm -hmm. of monkeys that come there, the white faced monkeys. And they will Mm -hmm. come take the Oreo right out of your hand. Then they'll split it, eat out the inside, and throw the cookie away.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. That's funny. What about birds?
1: Lots of birds. It's incredible.
0: Oh really? Okay. So I bet every day you probably get to see something unique. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Well, we have a, a banana grove right outside our window that I'm looking at right now. Six bunches of bananas mm-hmm. on there, and I've been watching these little green birds on the flowers. They're not hummingbirds, but they're they're a little bigger than that, almost like a parrot eating the flower mm-hmm. of the bananas.
0: That's awesome. Well, congratulations mm-hmm. on the guts of making the move and then, and then it paying off for you and enjoying it. That's great.
1: Yeah, we are until things change, and they might. You never know, and that's why we call it an adventure. You just never know what's going to happen, but you have to go with it.
0: That's true here, too. That's true anywhere, pretty much. That's a big step, though, you know, to just go to a foreign country and buy land and build a house. That's something else, especially with as much family as you have. I'm sure they were, I guess, suspicious and, you know, um, concerned Uh because it is – Not something that everybody does.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) We had many people say to us, you're, what?
0: Yeah. Why? uh (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's paid off, it sounds like, so there you go.
1: Oh, we're still here, and it's almost three years later, so I guess so.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate it. I'll see you on Facebook. Thanks so much for your time.
1: You're welcome. If you need anything else, let me know.
0: All right, we'll do. Maybe we'll have your husband on
1: sometime. Okay, there you go. All right, great. All right, have a good (laughs) time. Bye-bye.